Blog Talk Radio. Many of my uh, young classmates 
getting date raped by these older guys, uh, hurting them up and everything, because they would go out on a date. They had these fancy, well, I can't say fancy cars. They were kind of buckets to me, but, you know, I was a little jealous. But nevertheless, they went out with these guys because they liked their cars and stuff. And these guys would hem them up in a place, and they think, you know, they're in a position where you off you off at uh, Lookout Lane all by yourself with Big Tony, and what can you do? You know, Tony pulls over, and this thing you know is you and Big Tony off in the dark somewhere on the side of the mountain. You by yourself, and and you, Daddy didn't train you in how to protect yourself. You don't know what to do, so you end up in a compromising position that you didn't want to be, and so you find yourself giving in to Big Tony. Well, my friend, I'm gonna tell you it happens all the time. Uh, there's a, a story, Miss Sandy, Miss Sandy, yeah, Miss Sandy, an anthropologist at the University of Pennsylvania. In a previous book, she looked at uh, cannibalism and fraternity gang rape, and and defines acquaint. They call it acquaintance rape. We call it date rape back in the day, but she calls it uh, acquaintance rape as sexual activity that meets the legal definition of rape and involves people who first meet in a social setting, a scenario that the woman would have no reason to think might lead to acts of forced sex. Contrary to popular belief, she said at least half of all women who have ever been raped have known their assailants. That's right. Most of the time, these, these well, I can't say just Negroes, uh, these people are known. They know the people who do it, and, and it's sad, and, and sometimes they, can't, they see them in every day, and it's like, what do I do? What do I say? But Listen, sexual harassment, uh, the EEOC has defined sexual harassment and its guidelines as unwelcome sexual advances, requests for sexual favors, and other verbal or physical conduct of a sexual nature when submission to such conduct is made either explicitly or implicitly a term or condition of an individual's employment or submission to or rejection of such conduct by an individual is used as a basis for employment decisions affecting such individual or such conduct as the purpose of or purpose or effect of unreasonably interfering with an individual's work performance or creating an intimidating hostile <coughs> excuse me or offensive work environment you're on the job you're trying to do your work and everything and uh your boss comes up to you and says you know Come into my office, and you come into your office, and and he asks for a back rub. And you like, wait a minute, a back rub? I'm the receptionist. I'm, my job is to answer the phone, not to rub backs. And so most of the time, you, you know, a lot of people, and they say, yeah, give me a back rub. you like, this is the boss. This is the HNIC. Okay. And then, you know, you give him back rubs. And so you, you, you feel funny, but you just continue to get a back rub because – you 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 fear if I say no, what's going to happen to my job or what's going to happen to uh, my uh, my livelihood here? So you end up finding yourself giving a back rub. You know, it, it, it's fun. It's funny like that how people f- find themselves in those situations, and and from that situation, one thing leads to the next, and before you know it, you find yourself having to jump through hoops and do a lot of things because. You don't want to lose your job. But that's what men in power have missed it. Just because you have power over someone to influence their livelihood or their likelihood doesn't mean that you create a hostile workplace or intimidated environment. Mike does not make right. You're not right. You're wrong, sir or ma'am. You know, you need to go, go get me a cup of coffee. Go get you a cup of coffee. Wait a minute. I'm the exec in charge of what uh, – logistics, and now i got to go get you a cup of coffee? Well, that's not sexual harassment right there, but that's intimidation. That's bullying. That's force, of, that's force, right? That's force of entry in a sense. I'm the chief executive of logistics. My job is to t- talk to people and connect them to the company, and you come to my office and go get me a cup of coffee. Okay, all right. I said, what do I say? I said, well, you know what? I'm on the phone with some clients right now. You know, I can't get you a cup of coffee right now. Fine, clear out your office. <laughs> now you're looking like, no, oh, I should have got that cup of coffee. So at your next job, they tell you, come rub my feet. Next thing you know, you're rubbing feet trying to get a job. No, my friend. No, you do not. You don't have to do that. It's called consent. It's called your conscious 
ability to make a choice. Don't you let jobs and people in power and stuff like that put you into a position where you find yourself things that make you feel embarrassed. You do what you want to do according to how you feel, my friend. It's just that according to your convictions, according to your consent, according to your personal power. Listen, uh, the phrase most commonly used to describe a particular noxious form of workplace aggression is sexual harassment. But sexual predation uh, predation is more apt in many instances. That sexual predation, that uh, that predatory behavior, I'm the boss, I'm in charge, you do what I say. So people feel that, both men and women. What is it if not predatory when a male boss abuses his power to demand physical gratification from a female employee? We, we've, seen, we've seen it with our own eyes, and a lot of times we've turned a deaf eye to it, a, a deaf, not a deaf eye, a deaf ear to it, or we've not that it because we've not wanted to entertain. We didn't want to get involved with something like that, but we know it's real, and we know it's relevant, and we know people are put in uncompromising positions because they're just trying to keep a job, trying to keep a roof over their head. You know, they come into work, they timid, they this and that, but that that's the power of intimidation. So we have to look at it. A lot of men experience it with men in a, uh, uh, what's that, a, a territorial type of thing. The boss is the boss, so I'm the alpha male, you the betas and the, uh, what's the, uh, you the betas and the kappas and y'all, that, y'all are down, y'all are under me, so you do what I say, you know, hey, and, and I, Hey, I ain't gonna say it, I ain't gonna lie, but it might have be it's become almost sexual in a sense if your boss is uh has that type of pervertiveness where now he's feeling on the men in the job and he's looking at folks like, wait a minute, what's going on? What is he doing? He's running rapid. He's running rapid and rough shower over people. My friend is called mistreatment. And it's it's in the it's just in the workplace. That's right. It's not in the church. No, you don't have that type of intimidation and uh, predatory activity in the church, not at all. My friend, that's a lie. You really do. Uh, Some of our pastors are just as mean, just as intimidating, just as boisterous, and, and we find ourselves positioning people. Because you have power over people's lives does not suggest that you put them in uncompromising positions to please you or to gratify you. Now, the situation, the, the uh, circumstance emanates that power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts, absolutely. But a person in power, the Bible said people rejoice when the leadership is righteous. That means you put people in a position where they can succeed. You put people in a position where they can be successful. You know, you don't put them in a place where they're intimidated, where they're, uh, they're beat down, they're torn up. Now, I'm I'm a leader, and I've been in positions of power, and I've had to uh, exact my will. I've had to be forceful. I had to be – I hate to use the word intimidating, so I'll say firm. I've had to be firm, the mission done. But that doesn't mean that you abuse people because I've been in a place where I've had some uh, mentors who were very domineering and dominated, and they've stepped on people, and they've crushed their spirit. And that's not where you want to put people. That's not how you want people with broken spirit and broken lives and um, cowering when you come in. You want your people empowered. You want your people encouraged. You want your people wanting to work in an environment where that's conducive for their productivity, whereby they can get something done and feel good and have a sense of accomplishment and a high self of esteem that they're doing, that they're fulfilling their purpose. So many people. Uh, get up Monday morning hating life because they got to go into a job that they can't stand, not because they're sleepy or tired or don't want to go to work, but because they hate the job and they hate what they have to do and they hate how embarrassed they've been made to feel. My friend, don't you stay in that situation. We're going to talk some more after the break. Y'all hold on. I'll be right back. Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. 
We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. It's about having the courage to stand and fight for your life. Having the strength to go bravely in your own direction. Even if others walk away, you tread your own path. Only you know what's best for you. Only you know what path to take. Only you know your courage, your strength, your heart. Everyone has the heart of the line inside of them. Let it out. Let it scream out of you. Like the lion, unleash the beast in you. All right, and we are back. Pastor John L. Solomon, you're tuned in to Strength from the Lion's Den. My goodness, tonight we're talking about sexual harassment. No means no. Come on, we've seen movies, the Players Club, and other type movies when we've seen uh, women assaulted and taken advantage of. Uh, by their assailants or enforcers, enforcers that they know, you know. But tonight we're talking about uh, when powerful men, uh, when powerful men have authority, and they use that authority to make people feel less than. When they when they belittle when they belittle people when they put them in positions where you feel defenseless. Many survivors share common reactions to. Uh, Assault to rape, but each survivor copes differently. It's important to remember that there's no right way for the survivor to feel and cope. Ain't no right way. You know, you can't say, "Well, you need to feel this, you need to feel that." Uh, uh, people quick to say, "Well, get over this and get over that and get over this." Stop telling people to get over stuff. You get over your stuff. You know, you don't know what people go through. You don't know their degree of healing. You don't know their reference or what they've been through. So when they when you see them experiencing something with your own eyes and you've been allowed to be in that epoch of time with them, you're quick to say, get over this, get over that, get over that. I had to learn that. I'm just telling you, I had to learn that because, you know, I, I, I routinely get over things quickly. That's just my uh, mode. But everybody is not you. Everybody doesn't deal with things the way you deal with it. So you have to let them be them and let and you be you and stop trying to put people in a box they need to get over that, and they should have been over this a long time ago, and this and that. Well, mind you now, if you you 40, 50 years old, and you still tell my what you know what grandma did. You know, come on, man. You know, you you got the uh, you got some growing up to do. You got some stuff you need to ratify and take care of, and move on. You know, stop holding people blaming folks for your life at this time. But then there, you got to give people uh, space. You got to give them time to come up because. Uh, you know, a lot of times people don't feel good about themselves. There's guilt, uh, shame, then there's, there's self-blame. I shouldn't have did this. I shouldn't have did that. At some point, you got to relinquish yourself, my friend. Stop holding yourself to stuff. The devil going to keep you in that place forever, and people will let you stay there. Yeah, like, I'm the worst person that there is. Yeah, you're the worst person that there is. I'm so bad. Yeah, you so bad. Get yourself up. Come on now. At some point, you got to move on. Stop browbeating yourself. You know, don't 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 live in fear. And sometimes we count in fear a lot. A lot of especially our children who've been assaulted or, or uh, taken advantage of. You see, they fear not just that person, but those types of people that come into their their spectrum. Like you know, now they're afraid of them. And why are they afraid of them? Because they uh, transition those feelings, the the similarities. And now you live in a life. Of a sim- you're living a life in a, a assimilation that you're afraid of people who are like those people who put you through certain experiences. 
My friend, that's transference, and we have to break. And then some of our victims live with a sense of vulnerability. They feel like they're victims. They live in a place of being victimized. It's time to take back your power. It's time to take back your power. It's time to take back your strength. It's time to take back your sense of self and rise up. And we need people who've been through certain things to stand up, step up, and say up and say, hey, I went through this. You can overcome it too. I went through this. Now, I, I hate to say it, but I was wrongly accused. I know it sounds funny. I was wrongly accused. I had a friend at work, and she was pregnant. I used to call her P.L. I said, hey, P.L., pregnant lady. She went and told that I was sexually harassing her. And they called me into the office. It was a long, 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 long time ago, long, long, long time ago. And and I thought, I said, what? And they were like, yeah, you, you, they, and I, I was so befuddled. Yeah, that's the word, befuddled. I was so befuddled over that, you know, I was just saying PL. Now, that's a, that's a situation where someone, I don't know what she was going through at home or what was happening, but hey. I ain't want nothing to do with it. I avoided them all together. But um, what I'm saying is sometimes people can go overboard. But because you find people who go overboard, it makes it harder and that much tougher for those who are actually in a situation. When you got somebody crying wolf, you know, so we have to be we have to be careful and we have to be use some sense of discernment when it comes to that and say, oh, that they just talking. They they ain't doing nothing. That ain't real. I'm telling you, some people. Uh, like Crown Wolf, some people like some people like having that type of attention to themselves, so they they can take people who've been in power and victimize those people because they want to get back at them. Oh yeah, it's two sides of that coin now. I, I understand the victim the victim side, but then there's some people who uh, they take advantage of being of being a victim. So they're gonna say, you know, that they were doing this to me, they were doing that to me, they didn't do nothing to you. You you know you you were the one who compromised them, okay? So it's two sides, and that's what makes the issue so delicate. To the point that we don't want our victims who are actually being uh, sexually assaulted or sexually harassed. You got to come to work every day and put up with a a, a boss who got uh, who got octopus hands because you need a job. But then there's another thing when someone is drawing someone in and enticing someone and then crying wolf to get them in trouble. You see what I'm saying? That's a very slippery slope. So we have to observe that when we're dealing with it. Everybody is not a predator. Some people, Everybody is not a predator, and you can't say everybody is. Oh, he was looking at me funny. What do you mean looking at me funny? He looked at me and his uh, eyes lit up. <laughs> okay, and then what happened? Do you see the way his eyes lit up? Okay. Well, guess what? I tell you what. You just be ugly all day tomorrow. Now let me stop. But I'm just saying sometimes you have to uh you have to downplay. If you're a beautiful person and people admire your beauty, don't take it the wrong way if they look at you and smile. Now that's a difference when they're looking at you like they uh like they starving Marvin and they want to eat you up. And they do this every time, every day, all day. And it's like, hey, at some point you got to say something to somebody. Say, hey, they looking at me like I'm a chicken sandwich. I'll do something before they get hurt or I get hurt. So you see what I'm saying? So you got to watch that thin line, and you have to uh, be on your uh, your 52s when it comes to those cues, all right? Now, there's another one. There's avoidance. There are some people who they just avoid They avoid things. They they spend their life avoiding, avoiding certain things. That's called running. You're running away from the problem. You're running away from the situation. You got to face it. You got to confront it and deal with it head on. And uh, and hey, sometimes you got to get it from the rough and say, hey, let's see what let's see what's gonna happen. I can't keep living in um, this place of fear, this place of avoiding this because I'm scared I'm gonna lose my job or I'm scared they ain't gonna like me. And and we've taught our daughters to live a life of be a nice girl, be a good girl, you know, but, you know, you don't you want them to like you. And we teach our boys be tough, be rough, be rugged and rough, you know. If they don't like you, so what, you know? So we got all the girls walking around being dainty and this and that. I'm talking about the overall teaching and the archetype. I'm not talking about how some have deviated today in a sense of uh, trying to be like men. I'm talking about just the overall teaching. We want to teach our daughters to be strong and be tough, but be feminine. Be who you are. Be what you've been called to be. And then there's some people who are angry. They have ang- they're angry 
because they're in a vulnerable situation and they use displaced aggression because they won't stand up to the one who's actually has them in this place. They take it out on others. And so they walk they walk around angry and since they can't uh, they won't uh, uh, confront their aggressors. They won't take their power back, take it out on others. So the victim becomes the victimizer. That's when it really begins to become more of an epidemic, more of a problem, and, and it becomes widespread. Now the bully, in a sense, the bully who's bullying little Charlie, Charlie goes home and bully his little brother because Charlie won't stand up to the bully at school. Now his little brother is scared of Charlie, and when Charlie's little brother grows up, uh, Charlie's little brother Bobby is now a bully. You see what I'm saying? See how it creates uh, when you don't stop this type of situation, it, it continues on, and it creates the same type of predatorial behavior. At some point, you got to stop it. At some point, someone has to step in and say, "Hey, we got to put a stop to this. This is uh, hurting people. This is creating." Uh, a dangerous a cycle here that we don't need. And then those people, those victims, they go through mood swings. They experience distrust. We're so distrusting because we've been so brutalized. We've been so mistreated. We don't trust nobody because we think everybody is out to get us. Everybody is out to browbeat us and downbeat us and downplay us and keep us into a place of compromise and victimization. That's why it's so important to take your power back. That's why it's so important to confront those people who have you in that place where they're harassing you, you know? Nobody wants to be harassed. Everybody, you know, you want to feel sexy. You want to feel, yeah, I said it, you want to be sexy. That's right. <laughs> what, what, what am I saying? You want to feel like you look good. You want to feel like you, uh, you, you, you want to feel good about yourself. You want to have a, a sense of self-worth. So and, and so you want that, but at the same time, you, you don't want you don't want to be made to feel like you're less than. You don't want to make to be feel like you're nothing. You don't want that overreaching attention to you objectified. Now, instead of your self-esteem being promoted, your objectivity is being promoted. So you're no longer a person. You're a piece of a slab of meat, and that's belittling to you. You know, hey, respect me for who I am first. You know, let me know that I'm somebody. I understand. So the next one is uh, distrust, loss of, loss of control over their life. We talked about that. Numbness. People walk around numb. They're numb now. They're numb to the situation. They don't even, they're not even aware anymore that it doesn't affect them like it once did. They, they've uh, canceled out those feelings, and they've numbed themselves to it and put them into a place where I'm just not going to feel it. I'm just going to ignore it. No, you have to tell somebody. You have to say something to somebody. You have to speak up. And what happens What happens once they get out of that situation by happenstance, I don't mean by taking control or getting their power back, but once they get out by happenstance or circumstance or situation, guess what happens? That's right. It's all over again. You know about you, – you've seen the movie with Michelle A where she was with one man who beat her, and then she got in a situation with another man who beat her. At some point, you got to say, you know what, this is not going to happen to me again. And that's not just in this situation, but in a lot of instances in life, you have to take control. You, say, you know what, enough is enough. I'm not going through this anymore. I refuse to be a victim. I refuse to be taken down. I refuse to be pulled down. I have power. I have God-given power, inerrant power. I, I'm able to overcome. I'm able to withstand. I'm able to stand up. And that's when you stand up with your power, with your might, and your sense of God-given self. And then you overcome. That's right. You overcome the situation. You got to take the bull. Sometimes you, if you grab the, uh, I used to say, I used to tell people sometimes when they would mess with me, I say, if you mess with the bull, you're gonna get the horns. Well, sometimes you got to say, okay, uh, darn blasted, <laughs> darn blasted. Well, come on in, bring it on. Well, let what will be will be, cause I'm coming out of this. I ain't staying in this place. At some point, you get, you should get tired of being sick and tired and empty, depowered, and uh, made to feel less than. Come on, my friend, come up so you can stop re-experiencing the same thing. You get out of it, and you re-experience it in another scenario. Same script, different movie. My goodness.
Oh, we talking some good stuff here. Y'all, hold on. We'll be right back. You are inside the lion's den with Apostle John L. Solomon of We Inspire Network Radio, and I will be right back. Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. All right, my friend. We are back inside the lion's den with Apostle John L. Solomon, Lion Among Lions. Um, yeah, I had to let him get that last roar out the way. You know, sometimes I just want to say, you know, people, I want, you know, but I don't. You know, I let that, I let that go because uh, sometimes folks can get on your nerve and you can just get to the place where you just, you know. But hey, you got to come up. You got to come up and be empowered today, be strengthened today because that's what I wanted. That's what I want you to do. I want you to be. Strengthen. I want you to be empowered because a lot of time I'm asking people, you know, to answer the question. I'm asking them to talk about something, and uh, and you know they don't want to do it. And it's like the truth. Tell the truth. Yeah. Tell the truth. Yeah, that's it. You, you got to tell the truth tell about the certain truth. things. And in this situation, we just got to tell the truth. There are some people who are taking advantage of people. Now, we said in the church as well. It does. It, it happens in the church also. That's right. Uh, in uh, the Bible, in Second Samuel, the 13th chapter, it talks about a girl by the name of uh, Tamar. Uh, that's right, Tamar. She was uh, David's daughter. And he, David had sons and daughters from different wives. And there was Abs- there was Absalom, there was uh, Amnon and Tamar, and Amnon he fell in love with his sister. You go read it, Second Samuel the thirteenth chapter. He fell in love with her, and she was a virgin, and um, he thought that he could never have her, but he loved her, and and they loved her to the much, to the point that he came sick in love. I know a lot of want men want men to be uh, sick in love with them, just get sick in love, but. He was sick in love with his sister. She was like his half sister, something like that. Uh, sister from a, uh, she had a different mother, and David was their father. But Amnon uh, had a friend, uh, a cousin type, who who told uh, him that, hey, I can hook this up. You know, why should you feel so sad and dejected about this situation? I'm gonna work it out for you. And um, Amnon shared with her that he loved Tamar and he wanted to be with her, and he said, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work it out. I'm going to go tell her that you're sick, and when she come in and feed you, when she come in to uh, feed you, you, uh, you know, you handle that. You let her know how you feel and, and go for it. So Amnon, he, he laid down and pretended to be sick, and um, when when the king came to see him and see what was going on, Amnon said, you know, let let my sister Tamar come and cook and take care of me. And uh the king said, Okay, he granted it for, he granted it to him. He didn't question it or I say, Okay, what's going on? What's wrong? He granted it granted him that. And when uh Tamar arrived at Amnon's house, she she went in and she made she mixed the food up and made it for him and uh and when she sat it down to serve him, he said, Get everyone out of here. According to the Bible, and um, he t- he began to 
force her, force himself on her as she brought the food to him. And um, and he insisted that she come be with him. And she began to say, you know, don't, don't, don't do this. Don't, don't do this to me. I'm a virgin. You know, we don't, we don't want it to happen like this. Don't put me to this type of shame. You know, you don't want to look like this in the eyes of the public. And she's trying to reason with him. And she said, you know, just, let's just talk to the king. If the king would let me do this, perhaps he would let me marry you or something. So that's an inkling that she knew of his attraction, but he wouldn't listen to her and uh, he raped her. And it's something how the Bible said uh, his love turned into hate. Isn't that something? As much as he loved her, after he raped her, his into hate. I guess that's why they say it's a thin line between love, love and hate. And then he told her to get out after all that. And then she said, "No, don't, don't, don't do this to me. Don't treat me this way. Don't make me feel like this. Do you know what you're doing to me if you send me away after what you've done to me?" And he threw her out, and her servants threw her out and locked the door. And um, she went away crying, humiliated, and abused. And uh. And 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 it was found out that it was done to her, and the Bible said the king was very angry. It didn't say he did anything about it. It just said he was angry, and that's where a lot of people are today with these situations and these types of uh, uh, a force 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 people forcing themselves and harassment and rape charges. They find they find out about it and they're angry, but who does anything about it? A lot of times their connections, people are connected to the people who do it, so they feel like they are just as responsible. So rather than speaking up or saying anything, they, they sweep it under the rug. And that's why one of the statistics says that most victims, especially college victims, they're assaulted by someone they know. Uh, a college show that was coming on addressed this issue of being raped. And it was by someone that she knew, and it was by a popular person, and that's what happened. And a lot of a lot of people who've been harassed or assaulted or put into a compromising position don't tell anyone about it. And you say, does it happen in the church? Does it happen in ministry? Of course it does. The the harassment that happens in the church, if it's not sexual in nature, it's it has to do with power. Well, I'll promote you. If that's harassment, my friend, I'll promote you. If I ain't gonna, I ain't getting a lot of amens this show, and I, and I understand, but that's what happens. It said I'll promote you if you do this. I'll promote. I can see about you getting this if you do that. You know? Amen. So you 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 find yourself in a situation where you didn't want to be in, but you have to prepare. You have to prepare yourself that you're going to run into people who are going to offer you favors in order to get somewhere in life. And you have to be of strength of mind and strength of character where you have to say, you know, I can't do that. You, you have to say, well, you know what? And we've heard of people, people say, well, so-and-so, so-and-so slept their way to the top, you know. And, and then when you talk to that person, they'll tell you, they say, you know what? It wasn't voluntary, you know. I didn't ask for that, but who was I going to tell? And after I've been humiliated and degraded and brought down, and then when the promotion came, what was I to do? Turn it down? After I had been after I had been humiliated and went through so much, no, I took it. And and of course, in turn, a lot of them became bitter. They became angry because of what they've had to do or what was done to them to put them into where they are. I'm not saying that happens to everybody, but at one time it was very, very popular. So what what am I saying? What am I saying is that um, there are uh, people who they're still suffering uh, a type of PTSD. Uh, they're still suffering from PTSD. They, they're in trauma. A lot of people are in trauma because of men in power or women in power or people who have dominated them and been domineering. So they're dealing with these hurts, and these hurts have carried over from its original environment into other environments. 
And in those environments, they still feel the same emotions that they felt at the point of their vulnerabilities. That's why you have to say something because these people need help and we can help them by being a voice, by being an encourager, by being a support. Don't be a, a, a additive to the problem. Don't tell them they asked for it. Don't tell them they should have did this and this or if they had been more like this and that. See, you, you have to understand that the people who push themselves on them, they're, they're predatory because they're used to doing this game. They know how it works. They know how to protect themselves. They know how to defend themselves. They know many people won't say anything. So they force themselves and push these people in a corner, and they attack the weak ones. They attack those who seem weak to those who seem like they're an easy target or easy prey. My friend, don't you be a prey for nobody. You stand up for your right. I ain't saying that you got to be all, all butch and fighting off everybody and think every look is out to get you. No, but I'm saying, my friend, don't accept unwanted advances. And that word is unwanted. If you want Bobby Boucher to like you, then, hey, you like Bobby Boucher. But if if uh if Roger the rap if Roger the uh if Roger the rogue rogue is looking at you funny and he keep looking at you funny and keep looking at you funny and you don't like it, you need to say something. Look, man, I don't like the way you're looking at me, and I need you to stop. It's just that simple. You know he may and if he call you out of your name or say something, just say hey, we can deal with that too. You know, and but a lot of times women, I don't want to be labeled this and I don't want to be labeled that and I want to get along with my with my friend. I don't want you to go along just to get along. I don't want you to find yourself in a place of compromise because you was trying to go along with something that you didn't want to occur for your life. No, you got to speak up. You got to stand up so you can stay up. Nobody should be disrespecting you or making you feel less than. I don't want that for my daughters. I don't want that for my sisters. I don't want that for my wife. I don't want that for my mothers. I don't want that for my aunts, niece. I don't want the women in my life to be in a place like that. And as a man, I'm speaking out on this subject because it's not right. You know, we uh, we were not taught growing up to respect women. A lot of us were not taught the respect that women need to be given. So we treat them in a secondary nature. And when it comes to the church, you find the church saying, you know, these women should not be doing this to men, and they shouldn't be doing this and preaching and this and that. And can I tell you that's a form of harassment? I, I, I know you disagree with me. I know you don't think it is. Wait a minute. Well, how, how can it be a form of harassment when the Bible says this? And, you know, well, my friend, I, I'm telling you it's a form of harassment because you have some men who have found themselves weak in the world. What do you mean weak in the world? That means they haven't accomplished anything in the world. So they come into church with their chest out, and they throw a scripture at you. It's like, wait a minute, you're nothing. Uh, well, I'm not, not going to say nothing. I don't want to use that demeaning of a word, but you haven't lived up to your potential in the world. So you come into the church, and you become deacon such and such by reason of your great-great-great-granddaddy being a, a pillar of the church. And so now, because you haven't reached your full potential in the world, you want to step over people in church and make them feel bad and, and throw your chest out and push your weight around. Hmm. That's something. Sister Butterbean, Sister Butterbean got five degrees, a great job and a nice car, but you're digging such and such. So because you don't like the fact that she, she's excelled in her career. Now you want to lord over her in some type of way, so you come and say what she can't do and won't do in the church because you deacon, you deacon uh, such and such who hadn't fulfilled his accomplishments in the world. Hmm. Y'all hold on. I'll be right back for the last segment of Sir from the Lion's Den. Hello. My name is... Minister Lloyd Bell Jr., CEO of We Inspire Network Radio. God bless you, and I am Minister Annie Bell, the COO of We Inspire Network Radio. We have you, our listeners, in mind 
When we created, we inspired Network Radio, or as we like to call it, Win Radio. We incorporated your thoughts and opinions to ensure that our programming will embody true inspiration. And we will continue to bring relevant and heartfelt shows that cater to the needs and wants of our growing listener base. Please, subscribe to our network so that you can stay connected. Join us here every week where together, through God, we win. All right, and we are back. Thank you for tuning in to Strength from the Lions Den. We are powered by We Inspire Network Radio. Tonight we're talking about sexual harassment. No means no, and and that's it. It means no. When someone, when, when you're making advances or you like a young lady and she don't like you and she says no, hey, move on. You know, we used to be in the, we used to be in the club and we would be dance. We would want to dance with some lady and we would approach her. And uh, if she said no, you would see some fellas get mad and call her names and this and that because they couldn't handle the rejection. My friend, it's not your place to uh, do that. It's not your place to demean someone because they rejected you because your feelings got hurt or your sense of self uh, felt uh, pushed down. My friend, that's not the way. And in the church, we have to empower both male and female. You know, we don't want to keep browbeating people and pushing people down and making people feel less than, especially uh, women. It used to always get me how they would say, you know, you know, uh, women shouldn't preach. You know, uh, they shouldn't be in this position. And there's still some men uh, in of that same, of that mind frame in the church. Women can't do this. Women can't do that. Uh, I think that that it has to do something. That has to do a little something with men not able to fulfill their full potential in the world. I'm just saying. So they saying, you know, she can't uh, usurp authority over men. So, okay, that's what the Bible said, usurp, assume. That that means uh, take the power. That means just, uh, you know what the word, usurp me? <laughs> that means she shouldn't forceful, forcefully just uh, overthrow you know, and th- and that's what the Bible talks about. That um, what was that lady's name? That Jezebel. You know, take a position by force. That's what it was talking about. These women they trying to usurp no authority. They trying to help. They're trying to help. I'm gonna say it again. They're trying to help and be accepted and be a part of. But yet you want to keep pushing them down and pushing them down. You never know. They may be the deliverance that you very need. They may be the one to minister to you to help you stand up. They may, they may be the very ones to minister to you to help you to get your deliverance, your breakthrough, but you keep talking about women can't do this and women can't do that. Why are you so intimidated, man? Maybe you maybe you have not uh, are not as f- fully secure in your masculinity. So you have to make women feel less than in order to make you feel like a, a man of superiority. No, my friend, the Bible said in Christ there's neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, bond nor free, but we all are in Christ. The Bible says that uh, the man is the head. It talks about the order, but didn't say that the head is supposed to be beating down those that are under him. That it never does the Bible says that. What a woman's supposed to submit to the man. But then in Christ, the Bible says, be ye, ye submit to one another. Not saying that the man should not take his proper place. There is an order. But at the same time, you got to recognize when you're not good at something. You're not good at something, then your wife is, and you're sitting here running it in the ground because you're trying to hold a position. Look, Bubba, you're no good at it. You can't count. <laughs> you can't read. You can't smell. You know, you can't add, you can't understand, but yet here, here you are, you're continuing trying to do something when your wife has been sent there to help you, my friend, let her do it. You're saying, well, if she do this, she's going to feel like she's over me and this and that. No, my friend, that's not the way. You got to understand how, you understand, you got to understand when help is near. There, God places some people in our lives to help us, to uplift us, to build us up to shore our weakness. You, you're not perfect. No one is. But you have shortcomings, and you have to recognize where you're weak at 
And that's where you have to have people around you who are skilled in the area. My friend, I'm not the, I'm not the best talk show in the world, but I'm the best talk show in Georgia. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm one of the best talk show in Georgia. That's why I love having panelists come on who are strong in areas, who understand other uh, certain environments and certain uh, topics whereby they can lend their expertise, where they can lend their knowledge and their wisdom. And, my friend, I am by no means intimidated. Why? Because I'm a lion, and you're in the lion's den with me. That was a good place to roar right there. That's right. We're we going to roar right there. We help us one of another. And so what am I saying to you today? I'm talking about sexual harassment. No means no, but at the same time, we got to look at how we're treating our women. Are you making them empowered? Are you making them feel less than? In the church, we want our women empowered. In the church, we want our people empowered. But we don't, you know, we don't want our women feeling less than. And back in the day, you can cook our chicken and be willing workers, but you couldn't um, preach the word. Come on, the Holy Ghost is in them. If they're studying and reading and and doing just as much, hey, put them women in position. There are times when I would watch them uh, put the husband up, but then the wife is doing just as much work. You make the wife, you make the husband minister so and so. And you make the wife missionary such and such. Missionary ain't even a position. Well, in the body, I mean, in the body of Christ, missionary is not even an office. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, it's time for us to reevaluate some of the things we do and look at uh, how we're doing it and why we're doing it. And move up. Come on, come up into the uh, a new, come up into the new age, come into the new day. Today's church for today's people. We're so behind in so many areas that we're lost. We're so behind in so many areas that we can't win people into places because we've become stagnant. The world is doing uh, what's live streaming, and we're still caught up in cassette tapes. <laughs> They're in live streaming, and we're in cassette tapes. How are you going to reach them? You you have to come up to a day where that where you become relevant when you understand the times, when you recognize what we need to be doing, not depowering people, not destabilizing people, not disfranchising people, but encouraging people and empowering people to come up. The adage says that if you uh, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day, but if you teach him to fish, he can eat for a lifetime. And we and people have uh, put forth that um, analogy. But the truth is, we rather give people fish because we want them to be dependent on us. I'm going to give you this fish so you can eat for a day. Why? Because tomorrow you'll come right back and I have to give you another fish. And you come back the next day and I'll give you another fish. Why? And then one day I'll give you two fishes. So I'll give you, not fishes, but I'll give you two fish. And then, you know, I, why? Because I keep you dependent on me. But if I teach you how to fish, you're no longer dependent on me. If I teach you how to fish, you don't need me anymore. If I teach you how to fish, you might leave me and go to another pond and start fishing for yourself. My friend, that's what we're supposed to do. Teach them how to fish. Stop stop wanting people to be dependent on you and then begin to empower people. I, I, I understand the danger of the I understand the danger of them deflecting and running off and you've never done anything for them or you weren't there. I, I understand that type of hurt, that type of pain. But, my friend, don't punish people by keeping them into a place of less than because you don't want them to come up. It's a new day. It's a new hour. It's time to stop uh, allowing people to be victimized. It's, stop, it's time to stop pe- stop allowing people to be less than. It's time to build people up. It's time to raise people up. My uh, my mission statement for Life Ultra Ministries is to encourage, to empower and to enhance the lives of the children of God in order that they may be all that God desires for them to be here in the earth, for for all that God desires for them to accomplish here in the earth. And they can't do that if they have no faith in themselves. They can't do that if they don't believe. They can't do that if they don't have the confidence. The Bible says, cast not away your confidence. My friend, it's time to strive for greater. It's time to come up. It's time to lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and let the King of glory 
come in because he said, Behold, I stand at the door knocking. If you will open up, I'll come in and sup with you. I'll come in and I'll dine with you. I'll come in and be a part of your life and be a part of you, and you shall be a part of me. My friend, I'm talking to the come up today for you to believe, for you to no longer be victimized, for you no longer to hold people down. I think of some I think of Martin Luther King who said if you hold people down, guess what? You gotta stay down to keep them down. You're never reaching your full potential. You're never coming up because you're holding them down. Let go of people and you begin to come up. It's 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 your time as well. Every time I tell somebody it's your season, in the back of my mind, I'm hearing the ricochet is your season too. When I tell somebody God is gonna bless you, in the back of my spirit I'm hearing the ricochet, God's gonna bless you too. When I tell somebody I believe in you, it ricochets in the back of my spirit. I believe in you too. My friend, you got to understand there's a reflection going on. We reflect that which we give out. If you're, giving, if you're spilling out poison and mistrust and suspicion, guess what? There's a reflection going on. You're reflecting those things back unto thyself. No means no. Stop harassing these women. Stop harassing these men, these men. Stop being a predator and become an empowerer. Stop become stop being a victim and become a victor. My friend, it's time to rise up in this season. Not in the sense of no Atlanta Falcons, forget that. But I'm talking about rise up in who you are as a person. Rise up and believe God for more in this season. Trust God to take you to higher heights and deeper depths, as they used to say, and believe that you can. Be all that you need to be. Believe in yourself today. Shake off the pains of yesterday. Shake off the dark drudgery of your weight and baggage from yesterday. As the lady said the other day, check your baggage at the door. You got things to do. You got things to accomplish. You got places to go. You got places to see. It's time to come out of your past hurts, your past failures, and your past mistakes. Let other people dwell in your past mistakes because that's where they want to be. Leave them there. Don't you beat yourself up because they can't come up. Don't you beat yourself up because they're still stuck back in the 80s, back in the 70s, in the 60s, in the 2000s. You better come on into today, my friend, and push forward. Tomorrow's not promised. There's some things you need to be doing. Stop putting it off for tomorrow, what you need to be doing today. This it's the, it's the day that the Lord has made. Now is the time to begin to move forward. Now is the time to rise up and to take your rightful place and assume that which belongs to you. To all my victims out there, take back your personal power. Face your perpetrators. Confront those who are operating in predatory behavior over you. My friend, and stand up for your rights. I believe in you. I know that you're able to do some things and to accomplish some things. I'm just telling you, don't you stop, my friend. Don't you give up. Don't you let go. Don't you say not me. Don't you doubt. It is not too late for you. God has not changed his mind about you. I'm Apostle John L. Solomon coming to you straight from the lion's den. My friend, we got about four more shows next. We got about four more shows left in this season as we're ending as we're ending this uh, season, we got about four more shows. So I thank you for being with me. Thank you for all my listeners. I love you, and I will see you next week. Strength from the line, Dan. We're going to go out like this. We got a rock concert. Just turn it up. There we go. Come on. For great. Everybody got to declare it. Everybody get on your feet. Say, this is my season. Yes. To reap what I have. Let me testify just a minute. See, I haven't been perfect, no, but I've sure been faithful. God's got a purpose, hey, and I know he's able. I've got to see in the ground that he's blessing, no more stressing. I've got to see in the ground and it's growing now it's showing this is my seed come on church for grace favor yes it is this is my season give me some of this 
mic right here. This mic right here. Come on, sing it again, church. Say, this is my sin for grace, for favor. Yes, it is. This is my 